Welcome to Freedom for Anyone Ministry Podcast. Here at FAM, we believe that no matter who you are, where you come from, or what you've done, freedom is waiting on you through the work of Jesus Christ. We hope that you are blessed by this week's message. Y'all know me, sometimes I I get a little historical. So this morning I'm going to delve a little bit into some history. All right? Anybody here heard of the Berlin Wall? Heard of the Berlin Wall? Uh, Famous speech, President Reagan, tear down the wall, right? Anybody know how the wall got erected or why it was erected? Huh? Division. After World War II, humor me, everyone, and Facebook, please. After World War II, uh, pieces of land were distributed among several nations. Berlin. It was distributed among several nations. And there were parts of Berlin that were dedicated to the Soviet Union, which is communists. Now, I'm going to use some words that sound political, but that is not my aim. Please don't get lost there. It was considered a communist nation. Half pieces of Berlin go to the Soviet Union. Pieces of Berlin go over here. Pieces of Berlin come to the United States. And Western Berlin, Western Berlin was literally... uh, a democracy, an island of democracy surrounded by communism. Countries that believe in, you know, communism. And throughout time, Western Berlin began to grow. It began to grow and it began to thrive because they had a lot of support, they had a lot of help, had a lot of freedom. That's true. And, and they went to bed one night, all the people in Berlin, they went to bed one night only to wake up the next day with barbed wire and concrete cinder blocks blocking them off from East Germany, East Berlin, excuse me. The, the thought was, the thought was is that Western Berlin was evil and they were going to bring their uh, westernized philosophy into Eastern Berlin. So they erected walls. One night there were no walls. The next day there were walls. I want to tell you, in our lives, because I'm going to make it practical to us, for every wound that is not healed, there is a wall that gets erected. Every time you and I get wounded by a friend or family member or church member or wherever, a teacher or a president, when you get wounded, if you don't deal with it according to the word of God, you will erect a wall because that's what we do. We survive. For every wound untreated, there's a wall that gets erected. And a lot of people, they find this very effective. I don't, you hurt me, erect the wall, so I don't ever have to deal with that again, right? I don't want to feel that pain. I don't want to feel that frustration. I don't want to be let down again, so I'm just going to erect a wall to deal with it quickly. Get it over with. Let's just put up a wall. That's, that's what East Berlin did. We're just going to put up a wall. But, but guess what happened? There were family members 
that got separated. Mothers separated from their children overnight. Fathers separated from their children. Husbands separated from their wives overnight. And this is what happens when you have wounds that go untreated. You go to bed angry with your wife, just like they did. And you wake up the next day with a barbed wire fence between you and her. And, 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 and nobody really knows exactly what happened. Division. Division. What do you think happens to children when a mother and a father are not getting along? They have to, too. Huh? So we in our nation right now, we in our nation right now, are very good at putting up walls. Because we don't know how to deal with wounds. We don't know how to deal with disagreement anymore. We don't know how to love past it. We don't know how to love in spite of it anymore. So what we do is we build walls. We build walls. Let me tell you something about this wall in Germany. I'm going to get to the word. Don't worry. I'm just giving you a little history lesson. This wall didn't stay that way. They had to make the wall more effective, more and more effective, because people kept trying to climb it to get into Western Berlin. If you were a mother and your kids were on the other side, amen, my sister, she's shaking it. Yes, I'm going. Bob wire and all, I'm going. Because I love my children. See, when you love somebody, a wall can't stop you. There's a young man, there's a young man who goes to sleep on one side of the wall, wakes up, he's 18 years old. The wall has now changed. It's gone through seven, several iterations of itself, and he's on one side. And so one day he decides, I'm going to climb that wall to get to my family on the other side. Him and his friend. And when he climbs over the wall, the Eastern Berliners were, uh, soldiers were taught to kill anyone who did that. This young man climbed the wall and halfway to West Berlin gets shot down. He doesn't die right away. He doesn't die right away. He lays there for a while, bleeding, until finally he passes away. They watched him. Now you're looking at me and you're saying, this is horrific, Pastor. Do you know we do that too? We see people trying to get to us. We see people trying to make an effort. Right? Right? But the walls now, they've been there so long and the separation has been so long that now we're willing to shoot them down if they get too close. I don't, I don't, because we don't have a proper view of ourselves. We don't understand that we've been forgiven. We don't know everything. We don't have all knowledge and all understanding. Only one does. And we have to learn that when we're wounded to go to him because he knows how to treat the wound better than anyone. But we don't do that. We try to, you know, band-aids on bullet wounds. <laughs> we, 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 we go to our friends. We, go, we, we, even, we even talk to the preacher. We, we're good for some things. We are. We're good for some things. Somebody's saying, not much. We're good for some stuff. But there's some things only Jesus can do. There's only some things he's, he's got to do. Let's go 
Let's go to the word. Let's go to the book of Matthew. I want to show you what I'm talking about. Show you what I'm talking about. Book of Matthew, chapter 18. Book of Matthew, chapter 18. I'm going to show you what I'm talking about. Say, what is this? Because Peter's asking a question here. He's trying to understand what Jesus is saying in chapter 18. Jesus is talking about forgiveness of transgression. When somebody does you wrong, anybody been done wrong before? Anybody? Uh, never, never happened to you. You are, I'm telling you, special. <laughs> I, I've, been, I've, been, I've been disappointed before by people and hurt by people. Didn't expect it to happen from these people. I want to tell you there are different types of wounds too. Not every wound is the same. You can't treat it the same. My, I got a few nurses in here. You're a nurse, right, aren't you, ma'am? Got a few nurses in here. You can't treat every wound the same. For a laceration, you might have to use stitches. For an abrasion, you might have to just put some cream. But if you try to just put cream on a deep laceration, what happens, Constance? Nothing. Nothing. You got to treat wounds the right way. I'm trying to make it practical as I can. You got to go to the word and let the word begin to heal you. Matthew chapter 18, we're going to start at verse 21. Then Peter came to him. I'm reading the King James Version if anyone's interested. Then Peter came to him, talking about Jesus, and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Till seven times? Isn't that good? Peter, Peter something else. Old Pete. <laughs> Peter, I can just imagine. Can you imagine? Now listen, yes, listen. What, what, show you something. Somebody's saying, you're trying to get this diverse church together with all these different ideologies and political beliefs and, and even religious, uh, 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 the way we do things and music. And how, how did Jesus put all these disciples together? You think all these men agree with everything? <laughs> you think all these men liked one another? You think Peter wanted to hang out with Matthew socially? Let's go, Matthew. That's a, a Peter, a fisherman, uh, Luke, the physician. They're going to go hang out together. No. <laughs> Luke is a physician. He's a doctor. Matthew, tax collector. They hated tax collectors. Peter getting ready to fight against the Roman government. He's ready to fight to the death. Picked up the sword, tried to kill somebody. You know the story. So do you think that Peter and Matthew got along very good? How about Peter and Paul? One is a Jew, uh, apostle to the Jews, and one apostle to the Gentiles, and the Gentiles don't like the Jews, and the Jews don't like the Gentiles. What do you think was happening with Peter and Paul sometime? The Bible says that Paul had to withstand Peter. Read your Bibles, you'll see what I'm talking about. Huh? So, so, so this idea... That to be in the house of God together, you have to agree about everything is a lie from the devil. He wants to make you believe that because he knows that we don't agree about everything. And if I can make them feel like they have to agree, then what I can do is divide them. Soon as a disagreement comes up, I can divide them. 
I can set this one on that course, that one on that course, and nobody's following Jesus anymore. Somebody's not going to like this, but what am I going to do? I got to preach the gospel. I got to preach the truth. This is the truth. So anyway, let's go back to the word. How oft shall I forgive him? Till seven times Jesus said unto him, this is Jesus now. This is not Keith. This is not Pastor Keith. This is not even who in my family called me Kiki. This is Jesus, all right? Jesus said unto him, I say unto them, until seven times, but unto 70 times seven. Jesus said, you're trying to put a number on how often you should forgive your brother, and I'm telling you, there is no number. Throw the numbers out. There, there is no amount of times you can say, I'm justified in holding this grudge. Grateful hearts don't hold grudges. Grateful hearts don't hold grudges. I'm too grateful for what Jesus did in my life to hold a grudge against anybody for anything. My heart is full of thanksgiving to him for saving me. There's no room for a grudge. The Bible says unless you become like little children, you will not reap the kingdom of God. You ever see little children get into a fight? Amazing. I mean, it's amazing. You'll see one kid haul off and knock the other one with a Lego. They'll talk, tussle for a minute, tussle for a minute, want to go get a, a high seat juice. They come back, best friends again. You ever see this? They're not, they're, not, they're, not, they're not worried about what happened a few minutes ago. You're my friend. You're my friend. Unless you become like little children in your faith and the way you deal with people, the way you come to Jesus, you're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. I'm sorry, I'm trying to, I'm trying to teach something. I'm, really, I really don't, I'm not really interested in what people like to hear. I'm really, I just got to tell you the truth, okay? So the Bible says, Jesus said unto him, I say unto them, unto 70 times 7, therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened to a certain king which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, that means it's time for you to pay up. When he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him which owed him a thousand talents. Jesus is giving, putting forth a parable, and he says, here's a king who's now reaping his funds. People owe him stuff. And he's calling upon them to pay back. Right? That what I'm, that's what I'm reading. He said, one owed him a thousand talents. It says, but for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold, his wife and his children. Now, that's tough. Back then, it was a real thing. If you could not pay your debt, they could sell you, your wife, and your children. You belonged to the master, you and everything that belonged to you. See, that's why Paul said, I'm a slave to Christ. You, you start to understand why these phrases come out. I'm totally devoted to Christ. I'm sold into slavery. I'm no longer my own. I don't belong to myself. I don't govern myself, not my opinions. I follow Christ because he, he owns me now. I belong to him, right? It says his wife and his children and all that he had and payments had to be made. The servant therefore fell down and worshiped, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay you everything I owe. 
Sounds like us, right? Before a holy and awesome God, we did the same thing. We fell on our knees, whether, you know, whether you did physically or not. And you begin to ask the king, you said, have mercy on me. I know I cannot afford to pay what I owe. I've transgressed against you. I've sinned against you. I've, I've wounded you in some ways by disobeying your word. I deserve death. Imagine the, 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 the mental state of this man who owes this and knows that his family and children are going to be stripped from him and sold. I mean, this, you're talking about falling down and begging. I want you to get it in your mind. Don't just read the word. Listen, I want you to see it. See it. When Jesus put forth the parable, it was like a painting of a canvas. He wanted you to really see what he was saying. And I want you to see this man whose family is on the chopping block. And he's before the king and he says, have mercy. Be patient with me, please. I'll pay you everything I owe. Don't take my family, please. Huh? Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion. The Lord was moved with compassion. Huh? And loosed him and forgave his debt. Have you been forgiven? You've been forgiven, right? All your sin. Jesus paid it all, right? On the cross of Calvary. Hanging on a tree. Right? The blood that was spilt from him covers you now. Well, it should have been you and me with our backs open from wounds and lashes, the cat of nine tails ripping us. It should have been us. But Jesus took that on himself, right? He carried the cross up Golgotha to Golgotha, right? And, and hung there with nails in his hands and feet for you and me, right? Is that the gospel, right? Is that the that he died in our place? Well, we should have been suffering, he suffered. All of our sin placed upon him. All of your wrong and mine placed upon him. Somebody say, I want to know what the gospel is. This is the gospel that we preach. That Jesus being perfect, who is the perfect son of God, came from heaven down here to earth as Emmanuel, God with us. Lived a sinless life for you and for me, right? Then was lied on and, and murdered brutally by the Roman government. Died, died, put in a tomb three days and was raised up by God the Father. This, this is the gospel. That our sins because of that sacrifice are forgiven. We don't, we don't owe anything. When you have a proper view of yourself, it makes it easy. But let me show you what happened. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion, verse 27, loosed him and forgave him of his debt. But the same servant, watch this, y'all. The same servant recently forgiven went out and found one of his fellow servants which owed him a hundred pence and laid hands on him and took him by the throat saying, pay me what you owe. One second he's on his knees begging for mercy. The next minute he's got his hands around someone's throat saying, pay me. You know why? He forgot that quick about his forgiveness. Walls. You, you, you erect them. 
you, you don't remember, you can't see anymore. People from the West said they didn't remember the East anymore. It had been so long since they had seen it. The walls got erected, and we're doing the same thing today. We don't remember that God was the one that forgave us. We don't remember the day of our salvation. We don't remember how off we were and how bad off we were and how many mistakes we made and how many times we had to ask God for forgiveness. And so now when somebody does us wrong, we just write them off. We don't need you. I don't need you in my life. I don't need you. You, you made me mad. We disagree. Huh? But you forgot you forgot the day of your salvation. You, you forgot the day of your forgiveness, right? The Bible says in verse 28, pay me what you owe. And his fellow servants fell down at his feet and besought him saying, have patience with me. Don't that sound familiar? The same thing he was saying to the king, somebody's now saying to him. Only his response is now going to be like that of the king. Because he doesn't have a proper view of himself. Huh? You know what he's saying? You, I'm more important than the king. Because where the king would have mercy, I have no mercy. My rules are stricter than the king's rules. That's what the scribes and Pharisees missed with Jesus. Jesus came and, and Jesus wouldn't wash his hands. Why don't you wash your hands? Didn't understand that it was the word standing there. Huh? That's greater than Moses here before you, right? Let's continue reading. I know somebody don't like it. I'm sorry. Verse 31. So when the fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry and came and told unto their Lord what was done. Then the Lord, after he had called him, said unto him, You wicked servant, I forgave you of all your debt because you asked it of me. Should not you have also had compassion upon you? Your servant, fellow servant. Huh? Even as I had pity on thee. He said, you're wicked. You know why you're wicked? He said, because the things I did for you, you wouldn't do for somebody else. And forgive us our trespasses. As we forgive our, those who have trespassed against us. Forgive us of our trespasses as we, as we forgive those who trespass against us. You, if you go and read that prayer, that's the only place in that prayer where Jesus makes a caveat. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, right? Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from all evil. He asks, one place he says, forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors or those who have transgressed against us, right? He says, for if you don't, he makes this caveat, forgive them of their trespasses. Neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive you of yours. Pastor Keith, what are you talking about? I'm talking about you need to have a healthy view of yourself in light of how holy God is before you get to throwing people away because they don't agree with you before you get to calling folks all kinds of names you need to understand that they belong to him just like you do 
you, that, he, that his children too. You don't, see, we don't, we don't always believe that those people, those folks, those, them over there that disagree with us belong to the same God we do. Oh, yes, they do. Oh, yes, they do too. Yes, they do. Yes, they are. You better understand those are his kids too. And he loves them like he loves you. This is not a super exciting sermon. It's not supposed to be. I see the enemy, y'all. I see him dividing. I see him dividing. I see him dividing. Because people don't have a healthy view of themselves. Huh? You, 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 you're okay with throwing folks away because you've been wounded. You had a bad experience with somebody and it wounded you. So now everybody is evil. Huh? All the Republicans are evil. All the Democrats are evil. If you're an independent, you're even worse. Because you don't know which way you're going. Huh? I can even go, I can go deeper than that. Race relations. I can go, I can go there too. All of them are evil. Mm. But that's not the way of God. And I don't care if somebody gets angry with me. I got to preach the truth. I got to be instant in season and out of season. This is, a, this is an out of season sermon. Trust me. It is not popular. Trust me. It's not. I don't care though. I do not care. I got to preach the truth. I got to tell you the truth. Look, you got to forgive. You got to let it go. You got to let it go. And you got to forgive your brother or your sister, whether they agree with you or not. Whether you, I understand you've been disappointed, you've been wounded, you've been hurt. I understand it didn't go the way it was supposed to go. I get it. I, trust me, I do, and it hurts real bad. But you've got to learn to let it go. Because if you don't learn how to let it go and forgive them, hmm, God is not required to forgive you. Do you understand what you do when you hold a grudge against your brother or your sister? Do you know what you do? You do. But even worse than that, you make the sacrifice of Christ in effect. You, you, you make it worthless in your life. It does you no good. So you got to forgive because of the sacrifice he made. Lord, I forgive. I let it go, God. I don't have no grudge against my brother or my sister. I know we don't, we don't like the same music. So what? So what? So what? And the, when the Lord comes back, is that one of the questions you think he's going to ask you? Huh? If I have two children, one, if my son happened to haul off and hit my daughter because she was listening to a certain type of music, do you think I'd be okay with that? Oh, daddy, she was playing fill in the blank. So? You know what I would say to him? That's your sister. That's your brother. You don't get to do because they... Sorry, y'all. I know this is not... I know, I know it ain't the... I know. I understand. I understand. I understand. I know. This, this is not going to be one of our, uh, those with many views on Facebook. I know. 
already know. I check from time to time. I do. I check. But I, this is not going to be one of those. That's okay, though. I'm okay with that. That's what we're here for, the word. Until we learn how to let stuff go, y'all. Until we learn how to love the way the word tells us to love. Until we learn how to forgive the way the word says to forgive. I know you got your way. I got mine too. Huh? I know we, we, we forgive. We, we're real good at forgiving. Really what it is is you put up a wall and then you try to forget. But that's not real forgiveness. Real forgiveness is you don't owe me anymore. You no longer owe me anymore. I release you of your debt. Go and be in peace. That's what the king did. He said, go. He was moved with compassion. Go. Be at peace with you and your family. For every wound that we have that's not treated through the word of God, the ways of God, there will be a wall. And it's real easy to misinterpret walls as protection. See, walls not only keep things from getting out, they also keep things from getting in. And the more walls you put up to keep people out, the less openings there is for Jesus to get in. There's less places in your heart for him to work because you've erected walls for your brothers and your sisters. you got to learn how to deal with this stuff. Talk to the Lord about it. Get it out. However you got to get it out, get it out. But go to God about it so that he can heal you from the inside out. This nation, our country, I keep saying it, I'm going to say it again, must be from the inside out. This is where the damage is happening, on the inside. It's from within, y'all. Fighting against each other. We don't need an enemy. We don't need an outside enemy. <laughs> We're too good at hurting each other. We're good at it. They just sit back and watch us. Look at them. They're going to tear each other apart. Huh? All I got to do is shoot something on Facebook. One little message. Boom. There you go. Dead each other's throat. They, they don't Look, look. She's not going to agree with this. Watch. You got a tag. 50 pages long. Two Christians cussing each other out. And you don't, you don't have faith and, and you ain't got wisdom. And, and I'm telling you, I'm telling you. If, you, if you're right, if you're right, Father, show him. Open his eyes that he might see. And have mercy while he's blind. If you're right, if you're right. I'm going to stop right there. Stand to your feet. I really, I really could have gone on for hours and hours. And I really, I really, don't tempt me. <laughs> See, listen. Some people, some people are in buildings to grow bigger buildings. Some people want people so that they can have more people. That's not what this is about. Do we want more bodies in here? Absolutely. Do we want a bigger building where we ain't got to be all up on each other sweating? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but that's not the point. Jesus is the point. Hallelujah. The kingdom is the point. Yeah. 
Huh? The body of God, the bride of Christ. That's the point. And until we learn how to deal with these wounds and tear down these walls, <laughs> yeah, you got to tear them down too. It's a good example. I didn't even get to that part. Until you learn how to tear them down, huh? you're going to be walled in from God doing some things in your life. Man, my God. I wish I could show you the text message between me and this daughter. Me and, my, me, and, me and my wife, we have long conversations. And my wife told me, she said, I'm, I'm determined to love you. <laughs> I am. <laughs> she said, I, I'm determined. Do you, do, you, do you know what that did to me? We, we, we in the middle of a heated debate, 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 Facebook, debate. And, and she said, I'm determined to love you. broke my heart I'm, I'm, I'm angry and arguing and she's determined that she's going to love me I was wrong I was wrong can I say that to you I was wrong huh? and until we get determined to love our brother our sister God we're going to continue to see this place decline. Mr. Lee, I'm determined to love you, sir. There's, there's nothing, listen, you can't do anything to stop me. I got Jesus in my heart. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. I got the love of God in my heart. I'm not talking about this I'm a Christian no. that's not what I'm talking about I read my Bible three times a day that's not what I'm talking about I'm talking about a real relationship with the master where he can talk to you and tell you you were wrong and you'll repent say I'm sorry God fix me change me make me over whatever it is that's not like you take it out of me God if I sinned against my brother I'm sorry don't know anybody go to their brother anymore and say I, I was wrong will you please forgive I made a mistake will you please forgive nobody knows how to do that anymore the Bible says if you have an art with your brother he didn't say go to Facebook he said go to your brother and tell him I'm sorry I messed up I was wrong will you forgive me love will make you do that love will make you do that but you ain't got the love of God in you so instead of going to your brother you go to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter whatever they got out there and you tell them exactly you tell the world how we as Christians feel about one another and you give them more ammunition to discredit my Lord, Jesus, the only begotten of the Father. You give them ammunition to disrespect and discredit, deride the Lord Jesus because of how we treat one another. So by this, they will know how you love one another, how you love one another, how you love one another. This is hard. It is. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sugarcoat. This is tough, y'all. 
anybody with me to go through it? Anybody with me to go through it? No matter how hard it is. You know why? Because it was hard for Jesus to carry that cross. Uh, I'm building, I was building some things for my, I know y'all sound supposed to be done. I'm sorry if you need to sit back down, you can't. But, but I was building some stuff in my home because I like to build things. I have a little wood shop in my house. I do it, it calms me. Running stuff through the table saw, the smell of wood is delicious. <laughs> Anything like it. I mean, just some fresh cut cedar or pine, man. I can just lay down. And so I'm making some furniture, you know. I'm building my daughter a loft bed. And uh, just running the stuff through the wood, I'm making it, packing the wood off of the back of the truck to get it into my wood shop. It's about 10 feet. My shoulder's hurting. My back is hurting because I'm packing this wood too much, yeah. I'm trying to get it in so that I can finish the work. Y'all don't hear me. I'm, I'm packing this so that I can finish the work that I promised my daughter. And, and the Bible says that Jesus took on this cross and he began to make his steps. And the Bible says that after he gave up, he said, it is, I have to finish the work. Father, if it be possible, if it be possible, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. But nevertheless, not my will, thy will be done. I'll, I'll do the heavy lifting. I'll do the heavy lifting because I love you and I love them. My God, where is that? Do you have it in your soul? Do you have it in your soul? I love you, God, and I love them. Do you have that in your soul? And Where is that at? Where is the love of God? sorry I'm sorry I want to pray if I offended you this morning forgive me forgive me I don't mean to be offensive but I got to teach the truth I got to help us to understand what this is really about forgive me Ms. Lord I'm sorry I know you forgive me we got to learn how to love one another we got to learn how to forgive one another Gotta learn how to tear these walls down. I mean to tear these walls down with my last breath. I mean to tear these walls down. If I have to die, if I die, if I die trying, I'm not being dramatic, but if I die trying, I will have served the Lord well. This is my calling. This is my calling. I want my children to love their neighbor. I want my children to love them. I don't care what they look like, baby. I don't care how they voted. You love them. I want my children to love their neighbor as themselves. That's the work. Is that not the work? And I'm praying for you that you do the same. We need it. Our city needs it. Country needs it. It does. It needs you. Right where you are. Loving people to life. <laughs> Bow your heads, let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I'm doing my best to convey your message to your people, God. I pray in the name of Jesus that you help us to forgive 
life, we've got a wound in us. Help us to come to the great physician that can heal. Help us to come to the word for you. Sent your word and you heal. You are the word. You will heal us from all sin and unrighteousness. I pray today, Lord God, that no one was lost in my sometimes convoluted speaking, but they would see you in it, God, and they would understand that they need you and that without you they fail and without you they're lost and without forgiveness they can't be forgiven Lord God I pray that they would understand and see the enemy for what he is that a roaring lion is about seeking whom he may devour Lord help us not to wall ourselves off to be alone where the enemy can attack us one at a time but help us to come together as the body Lord God, to come together as the body to strike a mighty blow to our enemy, God. Through the word, help us to renew ourselves and our minds, God. Through the truth of your word, Lord God, in obedience to it, help us to make a change. If there's anybody that's not saved today, Lord, if there's anyone watching me, if anybody listening to me, they're here, Lord, help them to understand it's not hard. It's not hard, Lord God. They just have to confess that they're a sinner and that they need salvation. Have to believe that you are the one that can deliver them from that sin, that your blood spilt delivers and covers them from that sin, and make a decision from this day forward to follow after you in faith, in faith. It's all that's required, God. I pray, Lord God, for every soul here and everyone that didn't make it. I pray you protect and keep them, watch over them. In Jesus' matchless name, we give you all the glory now and always. In Jesus' name, put your hands together. Tell the Lord, thank you.